Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She lives. Hello. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I got you. Okay. There you, go. you don't sound I too just... bad. <laughs> well, it's... That's not what it does. Not what it does. I am so very sorry. <laughs> I was unavoidably detained on the route from the kitchen to my office. By some furry little friends? No. You know, what's what's fun about COVID is, you know, they talk about all the the obvious things, like, you know, the coughing and sore throat and breathing issues and all that. Mm-hmm. There's so many, like, fun things that nobody really talks about. Um, and so the one of the major ones that's really giving me issues right now is that it infects your inner ear. Oh, no. Um, yeah, and so my ears hurt. It's difficult to hear out of them. You know, like when you are up in an air, airplane and, like, how your ears need to pop? It's like that. They just don't pop. Oh, oh. Um, but because it's the inner ear, it, it also affects your balance. Oh, fun. So I feel like I'm on a boat at all times. We're drunk. So Super that's... Super fun. Yeah, you know, like when you're drunk and you lay down and you close your eyes and the room feels spinning? Yeah. So when I say I was unavoidably detained... Girl. <laughs> that's fun, but in like a controlled setting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit funny. The first few times I fell into a wall, I laughed <laughs> What else can you do, you know? Yeah. The, the like, when the D.A.R.E. officer gives you beer goggles and That's says, nice. you don't want to do this, and you're like, wait, now I want to do this all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I legit have trouble seeing, like, it's freaky. Oh, cute. Very cute. cute. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. That is not the souvenir you want to bring back from Europe. <sighs> yeah, it really isn't. Plus, I got these freaking hives all over my arms. One less than one percent of cases that happens. You're just and I got yeah. Plus, I know it's Omicron because I have the night sweats, which is a really good time too. Jesus, wake up in the middle of the night completely soaked through for no reason. Super cute. Yeah, no, it's been a great time. Um, I'm so sorry, Bestie. I'll try to remember to mute myself when I have to cough, but. It's whatever. Whatever. Anyone who's coming here knows that they are not signing up for an A-list production. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm super pleasant. We're a real fly-by-night. Yeah. 
to appear. Um, I just have, I mostly have talking points for today. I have one question, but since the three of us haven't been, like, constantly texting each other every single life update for, like, almost a week, I figured this would be a fun little, um, sort of catch-up session for us with maybe one question. Yes, Zach? I have one question that also doubles as a catch-up. Beautiful. Second question. Um... We should play a game called the Mona Lisa. Is it cake? You're so right. <laughs> and speaking of which, how was Europe? Yes, that's one of the things I have written down on our schedule. Please regale us with your tales. Yeah. Um, it's hard to encapsulate it, you know? I saw a lot of things. Um, probably more than we should have because my feet felt like I just wanted to amputate them at the end of each day. Whatever. So that was good. Um, but crammed in as much as humanly possible, there is a long list of things that I have seen and done. I love it. Um, and so it was really surreal, I guess, in a lot of ways to be around some of those things that you see on TV so much. And it's like, oh, look, it's like, it's there. I can touch it. Um, still don't really believe it. I love that. But also a bit of a cursed trip in many respects. <laughs> Well, I know you were at the Louvre the day before the Mona Lisa caking incident. Yeah, it was the day before, because that was on, we were there on Friday, and it happened on Sunday. I How it funny was. would it have been if it had been on Friday? Oh, I know. Um, and it's a madhouse in that room. Like, there's a long line with, like, you know, the snaky um, divider. Actually, important question. Is the Mona Lisa an overrated piece of shit? Yes. It is well, definitely I'm, overrated. It's, it's smaller than I think. piece of shit, but, like, it's overrated. There's... I don't, I don't think it's a TikTok. I think this is back in the days when Vine was still a thing. But it, it's these people, and they walk into the Louvre with a Bluetooth speaker blasting a song that whose lyrics quite literally are, Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit. And I ha I'll find that video and link it, and I will write this down right now so I don't forget, because that is a real thing. And every time I think about the Louvre or the Mona Lisa, there it is. There is that sound in my head. It's a nice painting, but there was oh, way better art in the museum. Oh, absolutely. Like, way more things. Yeah, they were talking about it, um, either Pot Save America or Pot Save the World, and they are basically saying the same thing. I think it's Pot Save the World. And they are basically saying the same thing, like, there's art that's way better, but then there's just one room with, like, a hundred people trying to get a yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's just because of, like, because <laughs> it's considered so, quote-unquote, iconic, because, like, everyone knows, like, everyone knows that one painting in the Louvre. Like, I probably can't name another painting off the top of my head that I know is in that museum. I and I feel like that's part of it. The only other piece of art that I recognized was the Venus de Milo. See, I didn't know that was in the Louvre, so. Neither did I until I saw it on the map they gave me, so. There, when I was at the Hermitage, there were a couple Van Gogh paintings, but they're ones that I can't remember the names of. They were, like, more landscapes than any of, like, you know, the Starry Night or anything, but that was extremely cool to see. Oh, also, Shall I? Oh. I was gonna say completely unrelated, and an interruption. But it just—I just reminded myself that um, today I said "fuck it" and I'm filming with pool hair because I've been swimming all day, and this is probably going to be the first time—the first of many, many times that that happens this summer. Entirely no. unrelated. Was not necessary for me to interrupt you with that. Please continue. Oh. It's fine. You gotta provide the context, you know. Um, I was just going to ask if I should regale you with the tale of our cursed trip home. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would try to keep it as short as possible. <laughs> you don't have to. But so first the setup, um, this was how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Because we were starting off, this was on Saturday. We were starting off the morning in London, but we needed to get back to Paris to get the plane. Um, so we were taking a train from London to Paris, taking a plane from Paris to Toronto, and then getting my car and driving from Toronto back to New York. So four countries one day. But I planned everything out, put in extra padding time, thinking this is going to be just fine. I mean, that doesn't sound like the most difficult thing in the world. Like, right. I've had... I've had a trip with multiple stops before, and it's gone okay. Yeah. Problem is, you need every part of that trip, every leg of it, to go well. (laughs) So, it starts off at 3.30am London time, which is when we had to get up to get packed and leave for the train station by 5am. So we we do that, we have like, you know, two hours, three hours of sleep under our belts. Our train's delayed by an hour. So we could have slept an extra hour, but instead we're hanging out in an overly crowded train station because all these people are also stuck there waiting for a train. There's nowhere to sit. So we're dead on our feet standing for an hour. Cute. Finally get on the train, get to Paris, and we're like, you know what, it's no big deal. We put in extra time for this. You know, we're still fine. So then it takes us a little figuring out to find the train to get from the train station to the airport in Paris, but we figure it out. Um had to deal with broken escalators and stuff like that. We get on the train, which is supposed to be an express from the train station to the airport, no stops. We get about a third of the way there and the train stops. The doors open and then nothing. We just sit there. There's an announcement in French. Oh no. That we don't understand, of course. Um, and <laughs> gradually people start leaving the train one by one. And we don't know what's going on. Should we also leave the train? Is it going to get moving again anytime soon? We don't know. After about half an hour of sitting there, I overheard a woman say that there was an incident at the next station, which was why we couldn't go forward until they cleared it, but they didn't know how long that was going to be. So at this point, we're starting to panic because we're already an hour and a half behind schedule. Um, and so we're like, what do we do? Do we get like a taxi or a ride share? You, like, let's get out of the train, go out of the station, and we'll, we'll see if we can find something. So of course, no escalator or anything. We had to. We had two suitcases each, by the way. <clears throat> had to lug them upstairs and downstairs to get out of the train station. And then it turns out there were no taxis or ride shares because everybody else was in the same situation. Um, so we couldn't even get that. And there's no other public transportation in the area. There's literally no way for us to get there. And while we're standing there stressing and trying to figure it out, the train leaves. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> that so is a no. yeah, it's not even over. I mean, in a so... movie, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it would have been a little bit funnier at the time, but there, there's so many more layers. So <laughs> amazing. Keep going. So now at this point, we at least recognize the trains are moving. Right, so we're like, okay, so let's get back in the train station. So we had to lug our suitcases back up and down a bunch of stairs. Uh, And we catch the next train. Which we then had to promptly get off at the very next stop because it was going, (laughs) branching off in a different direction. And once we get off, then the next train wasn't coming for another half an hour. So now we're two hours behind schedule. So finally we get on that train, it takes us to the airport. 
stops at terminal one, we need terminal two, but apparently there's a delay and it's not going to terminal two. So we get off, we lug our suitcases, we find a shuttle to get to terminal two, we rush, we're sweating, just extremely stressed out. And we get there 45 minutes before our flight and we are told, nope, it's too late, it's closed, you missed it. 45 minutes? 45 yes. minutes? They started boarding more than an hour before um, leaving time and you have to check in at least an hour before your flight to get your baggage and everything checked in. That's a bit ridiculous, at least by my American sensibilities. I really don't know what airports are like in any other European European countries. Yeah. So then, of course, we're, like, despairing. We went through all that rushing and panicking, and now we're like, how are we going to get home? Are we going to have to, like, do a bunch of layovers? What day are we actually going to be able to get there? So we got to go to the ticketing de desk to rebook the ticket. But there's some confusing thing where you gotta like give your phone number and then they'll text you a number and when your number's up you get to go to the desk i don't know it took us uh about an hour to figure that out talking to like six or seven different people everyone told us something different <laughs> but finally <laughs> we get to the ticketing desk and lo and behold there is a flight two hours and 40 minutes after our initial flight okay and she and there were seats available by by some like divine will <laughs> and so they book us on the flight so we get through security and everything we're like oh thank god we're finally getting home behind schedule but we're gonna do it that flight is delayed <laughs> this is reminding me of my own just several god-awful experiences uh with united airlines fuck you united airlines you suck <laughs> continue so that's that's delayed. It was like an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. But we finally, we get on the flight. We get to Toronto. And we're like, thank God, we're finally getting off. You know, it's been, we've been on this plane for like seven, eight hours. Uh, and then they said there was an issue with customs and we had to wait on the plane for a while. You take a little nap nap. <laughs> um... And so we finally get off and we have to go through customs and everything and then figure out how to get to the parking lot to get my car. And then I had to drive home about three hours um, on roughly three hours of sleep, having been awake for more than 24 hours at that point. Because I did not know? sleep on the plane. Oh, I was about to say. I it's like two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, no. I got I would, home. I would just fall asleep like while driving. Yeah, I got home at 1 a.m. If Which... I was in a situation that went even half as wrong with my mother, <clears throat> I would Brooke, set myself on fire. You literally were in situations. Yeah, yeah. you were in situations. I'm going to mail you the shirt now. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, your own shirt, and we can all, and all three of us can have the same shirt, which yeah, I think I mean, would be really funny. It it was it was a day, man. Um, yeah, yeah barely made it. Sounds it like it, buddy. Mind, I was in, still on London time internally at that point, which getting home at one a.m. was six a.m. London London time, having been up at three thirty a.m. the morning. Cute. Um, 
And the cherry on top of all of this, which I didn't know at the time, was that I had COVID that whole day. Because, like, I woke up with a sore throat and congestion, and I was really sore and achy, but we had walked, like, 10 miles a day for a week yeah. and a half. Yeah. That, that... I thought I would just down. <clears throat> and I didn't feel like I had a fever, and my mom felt my head. She's like, yeah, no, you don't have a fever. It's probably just exhaustion. And I genuinely believed that. I only took a test the next morning just to be safe, you know? Because I, I never had a fever. Wait, well, all the stuff, sorry, all this, I just noticed all the stuff on your desk. Why is my mic not picking this up? Oh, I just noticed all the stuff know. on your desk. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I set it up intentionally. Look at my suit. <laughs> As you should have. No, wait, where's your little, um, uh, I noticed that too. Where's your little, um, matryoshka? So you can have the most international looking items all at once. Ah, what the nah. <laughs> Yay next to my little Louvre pyramid um yeah so it was (laughs) it was one of those things in retrospect where i'm like oh yeah i really should have recognized that it was covid but for some reason i really didn't think it would be without a fever sometimes Um, your brain just says your brain just like nah nah bro yeah which they were doing random covid testing at the toronto airport so it's a good thing i didn't get selected because i would be in canada still imagine which would have been really dumb because I wasn't around anybody after I left the airport, just my mom. Yeah. yeah. I haven't left yeah. the house except to go through the drive-thru at the pharmacy. Well, and the other thing is, like, you may have, you may very well have not been contagious yet. So, like, it wouldn't have picked it up. And I could have gotten it anywhere because nobody over there was wearing masks. But, you know, it, it got me in the end. It took more than two years. But, no, not um, Speaking, <laughs> speaking of souvenirs, because I'm well, thinking of it. So you guys know that I went was at Abbey Road. Yes, mm-hmm. I can't believe shop there went to Abbey Road without us. I know, right? Incredibly rude. Oh, well, the Beatles shirt. Yes, yeah. I got you guys a couple little things because I had to carry it around all day because we went there first thing in the morning. So you got these guitar picks. Oh my so god, stop. It's kind of a blur. It says Abbey Road Studios, and on the back it says Abbey Road Studios, where it all happened. <laughs> I got you guys some of these bookmarks. This is um, the artwork that's like written all over the outside of the studio. Oh my god! And last but not least, my absolute favorite thing in the entire store, by the way, I got one for me too, is a pen. But wait for this, right? So it's it has the Beatles written there. And the back says the Abbey Road store. But you see here, there's some little beetles. And when you turn the pen. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God. No, no, Brooks. You know what that just reminded me of? Have you gotten to the episodes of Last Podcast on the Left? I don't remember who it is. I think it might be Robert Picton, where they're talking about how he had a pen where when you flip it upside down, it, it's titties, and they kept doing the bit. Yep, yep. Never gets old. Yeah, so these things are sitting right here for you guys. Oh my god, thank you. I'm literally so excited. Yeah, I took forever. I was trying to pick something out, and I just, like, kept... I was like, oh, maybe some keychains, but but they already have keychains, and they don't need keychains. Like, what are you going to do with those? I love I do love a good... I'm a simple woman. I love a good keychain. Yeah. I love a good magnet. Yeah, and then I didn't really like any of the magnets. I almost got you guys these mugs, but... 
I just was running out of room in my luggage. That might have been a pain in the ass, yeah. But it had all four of their names on the one side, and the back said where it all happened. Aww. That's really cool. Yeah, really thank cool. you for thinking of us. Yeah, actually, though. I am honored. Oh, I had a nice forever trying to pick out something for you guys, but... Does either of you want the, um, the paper bag from it? <laughs> it's sitting right here. I need to stop doing things like that. So Zach, that's all yours. I no, I'm, I'm the same way. Where like, I'll just get sentimental over everything. I'll be like, yeah. this is the box that this came in. <laughs> yeah, and like I need to stop because like I'm yeah. running out of room. Yeah. Um, last couple things I'll show you that I got at Abbey Road, but I got things. a that says I walked the crossing because I, I did. That, as you specifically. There were lots of people just standing in traffic, like because it's a regular road. People kept <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, but yeah. Like, <laughs> your fault for wanting to drive on Abbey Road. Yeah. Like you should know better. Yeah, it must suck really living there. I'm sure it um, does, but that's a them problem, not a me problem. Yeah. There's not really a picture of it on here, but I got this thing that is a paper diorama. Oh, that's so. Cool. You have to cut out all the things and then fold and glue them together, and it's like a diorama that ends up looking like that. Oh my god, I love it. It Very looks cool. so complicated. Hey, Where's my? I think I have an OG Abbey Road. Give me one second. Did you happen to walk on uh, Penny Lane? No, I didn't even think about that one. Ta-da! I don't what? know exactly what pressing this is because the inner sleeve is missing, but it's Wait, definitely old because my dad bought it. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. I don't know if this will mean anything to anyone who watches this pod, who watches slash listens to this podcast, but it's Apple SO-383. So, she's old. Yeah, I think this will be, they had one on display at the store, and it was really cool, but it looks so much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. So. That's I know I'm late, but I want to show that I, too, am cool. <laughs> I love it. I just ran and grabbed, like, all my vinyls. I have, um, I also have hanging on my wall a clock that's, like, cut out of, like, an old, like, damaged vinyl record, and it's, like, an Abbey Road silhouette. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm so glad that you at least had fun before you caught COVID. (laughs) I'm glad that you had a fun little adventure. Yeah, I'm glad that happened instead of, like, you arrived and the next day you had COVID. And then you're just, like, stuck in your hotel room for a week or whatever. I would walk into the ocean. (laughs) Like, not to be dramatic, but... I mean, really, if I... a dramatic individual, so... If I were gonna get COVID, that was the best time to to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, lucked out in that respect. Um, So it was largely a cursed trip in many respects, but we got lucky in getting our flight rebooked and the COVID waiting until I got home. At least we have that. I yeah. did give myself probably a, a felt like a mild concussion at one point. Mm. Um, how? <laughs> Walked into a glass door. Love it. <laughs> I told. Did I tell you one time when I was dog sitting? There was this little dog. Like I when I do- used to dog sit for these little these two little Shih Tzus. One of them was like, they were both senior dogs, so one of them his eyesight was going. And one time I let I'm him out to go. I let him out to go pee before I was going to bed, and he didn't wait the two seconds necessary for me to slide open the screen door, and I think it's because he couldn't really see it all that well, but he just busted through it like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and then walked inside and just sort of stared up at me like, 
I'm like, don't give me that look, you little criminal. Are these the ones that, are these the dogs that I met? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I have my own personal talking points that I just want to bring up because I feel like it, but they're a lot less exciting than yours. So oh, no, I, I don't want to I suppose I, I apologize also... in advance. Um, but Brooks, you kind of like, you were away for this. Um, one, we're getting a second season of Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. Which I'm extremely excited about. And two, we are getting seasons five and six of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yes! I think the world is finally catching on. Yeah nobody had heard of it for the first few seasons and like i think it's becoming a thing now and i am um i am eating the fucking insulation in my walls bestie i am going so insane like it makes me so happy that people have finally caught on and to the point where it's like oh no we gotta renew this like for years now i am right I am they're going, looking like, far. we are getting I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Two more seasons. We are getting six whole seasons of this ridiculous vampire found family. And um, sort of a sub point to this, Zach, this is the beginning of a concentrated effort to bully you until you catch up. Because you have until July 12th, and we can and will start talking about that show on stream without you. Sounds good. So, putting that out for the public to hear. <laughs> it's on the record. Yeah, it's on, it is on the record. 
I almost feel like we could spend an entire episode just talking about the teaser. No. (laughs) (laughs) We literally could, is the thing, and also the promo photos. The fact that in the, um... The one where they're all at, like, the DJ booth. The fact that Laszlo and Nadja are holding hands. Which, I mean, that alone is a talking point, because- I know! And the fact that, like, she's, like, twerking on him in one shot. Like, again, that alone is a talking point. I'm so interested. I think it's gonna be so funny if they, like, I can't talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say. I think it'll be funny if in- And you will understand this. You will not have context for this, Zach. I think it will be funny if in the first episode of season four, everyone stumbles back into the house at the same time without having talked to anyone else first. Like, this is like a first five minutes type thing. And they sort of have that, like, Spider-Man pointing meme with each other. I think that'll be funny. Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, definitely seems like they're all together. So, so, um, yeah, that's that's all we can say. Zach, get your shit together. Okay. Also, I don't know if this pod is the place for this. I don't know how this works, but I am curious to hear Brooks's thoughts on our um, podcast. Oh, yeah, you watched that- our episodes and, and the... Were you gone for two streams or one? Two. So I, I watched... One was Portal. Yeah, I watched the speed so nice. thing. Um, we were so proud of ourselves I know (laughs) I opened up the Portal 2 stream and saw it was an hour and 47 minutes (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) so I was like you know what I'll just watch the regular episode first that's fair so I started watching it you know the one with Nate and uh, I only made it a few minutes in before I fell asleep because COVID yeah Um, and I haven't gotten back to it yet so the only one I've watched in full is the speed what did discussion. you think of the speed stream? Yeah, we we're... were we <laughs> were very proud of ourselves for doing that. Yeah, I messaged you guys. It was hard because I was I was sitting there in bed with my cup of tea and my cats, you know, like watching, and I kept like answering, <laughs> like almost out loud. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was it was very weird because like I obviously I knew I was not Wait. on camera with you guys, but. That would have been so meta if you had just like recorded that, and then we had like the Brooks, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then that's the final expanding version. our online yeah. presence. Yeah, <laughs> three action videos now. I did think about joining you guys on stream or the pod from Europe, but um, every time I did, it was not even close to the time. <laughs> that would have been really funny, around. but obviously you had things going on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the time change was just throwing me off too much. I think. Having no concept of what time it was over here. Um, Yeah. So, you all all know and love me as the horror horror nut, but last night, I finally watched, for the first time, I finally watched The Exorcist. Oh, wow. I had never seen it up until this point. Okay. So everybody says? I was expecting it to fuck me up a lot more, I'm not gonna lie. But I've also had people... Hmm? The original, right? Correct. Okay, just make sure. I don't think there even is a remake. They did a few years ago. Oh, ew, gross. Why? Yeah. Weak. Anyway, um, I really liked it. It was really, really good. And, like, absolutely excellent, just, like, film overall, not just a great horror film. 
I was expecting it to fuck me up a lot more because I've had people, like, I've just heard of people calling it, like, the scariest movie ever made for, like, years and years and years. And I've also, I also have this weird thing where, like, for whatever reason, I think that I am so much more, like, delicate than I am. And I don't know what it is. Like, I was like, I am going to, like, psychologically damage myself by watching this. And then I watched it and I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's the fact that I was both weirdly sheltered and not as a child. But, yeah. That was my, that was a fun little experience for me. Nothing all that interesting. I was just like, why have I not seen this yet? I think part of it is that people sort of view it through the lens of time period. Oh, where... here's the thing. I watched it with my short king, who is a fellow insufferable film person. And we were just talking about, like, the sort of social, cultural context in which this was released. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people lost their fucking minds. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, there's stuff in there. Like, not, like... I was expecting some parts of it to be worse than they actually were, but there's stuff in there still that's, like, definitely very tough to watch even now, and I'm like, this yeah. is from 1973. Yeah. So, in in context, I really, really do understand. And actually, one of the reasons that I was super afraid to watch The Exorcist is because of a story my mom told me when she was a kid. She was, like, she was 12. And she was staying at her Aunt Rose's house for, like, the weekend or for a couple days. And Aunt Rose was like, you know you have the one aunt or uncle that'll, like, let you get away with anything? That Mm -hmm. was Aunt Rose. So, um, Aunt Rose took my mom to see The Exorcist when she was 12. (laughs) And my mom had to, like, they had, like, a base, they had, like, a finished basement that had, like, a pool table in it. And she was, like, I think maybe she was gonna, like, she was supposed to be, like, sleeping down there or something. She was down in the basement by herself, and there was a light over the pool table, like one of those big, like, rectangular, shaded lights. And she was down there by herself, and it started flickering after they had seen after she had seen the movie. And she said she just bolted out of there. And then when her mom came to pick her up at the end of the weekend or whatever, she was like, "You took her to see what?" <laughs> so that's my mom's story with The Exorcist. Which is part of the reason why I had it built up in my head to be, like, utterly just, like, horrifying. Because she was traumatized by it when she was 12. There's something about movie, like, scary movies that used to deform at an age, though. Like, it's like Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, they're, whatever movie. I think everyone has that one movie that they, like, one scary movie that they watch at an age that they shouldn't have that, like, fucks them up forever a little bit. Yeah. Is yours poltergeist? Yeah. I, don't, I actually <laughs> don't know what mine is. I'm sure I have one. It's just not yeah. coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think I've watched poltergeist since I was a kid, probably for that reason. And probably if I watched it now, it wouldn't be that scary to me, but... I've never actually seen poltergeist, and honestly, this is us... This is me getting way ahead of ourselves here, but I think in October... We should talk about actual horror movies on stream, like some classics. I think that could be fun. Yeah, like the one the other day. Is that just yesterday? I have no sense of time right now. I don't know. What was yesterday? With the decapitation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
because we we're only gonna have so many like stream nights in October, right? So we gotta we gotta plan out. So I mean, like that could be one. Poltergeist could be one. I would definitely say the the one that we just mentioned. That's a that man. What an experience that is, and I would love to talk about that with more people. But again, I'm not even gonna say the name of the film because yeah. you don't. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, you don't need to know. It's better to know as little as possible. Oh, hello, Luna. Hello, Luna. It's weird um, having COVID and jet lag at the same time because that. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, that sounds like a lot. So now I just like sleep random sets of hours, and I have no idea what day it is anymore. It's very cute. At least it's summer. Yeah, that's true. I had to cancel. Um, I was supposed to be running a 5K today. So. Oh, Aww. sorry, bud. Mm -hmm. That does suck. Um, and my other thing. I have um, two fun canal stories. One is technically from last summer, and one is from two days ago. And the one from two days ago is this was bizarre. So, like, oftentimes you will get people coming through the locks, like, for the first time who are, like, you know, just bought a new boat and stuff like that. And they'll, like, ask you questions, like, oh, how do I do this? How do I, whatever. But the thing is that usually the people who have brand new boats are headed westbound so i have like i am not at the same level as them when they enter the lock so if they don't know what they're doing they are 30 feet below me and there is no way i can help and this happened on a day when i was running the lock by myself so these people come in and when you come into the lock there are um ropes and cables on either sides of the lock chamber so you can like kind of you stand on you pull up to one side you stand on the side of your boat you hold on so that you remain kind of close to the wall as the water rises and brings you up so these people come in okay one boat comes in and these are people i saw like this i know that i recognize the boat name i saw them last summer they clearly know what they're doing so they come in you call it tying off even though you don't actually like physically tie your boat to the ropes so they come in, they tie off, they're fine. The sailboat comes in behind them. And for whatever reason, when they come into the lock, they kind of start like, the boat seems to start drifting for whatever reason. They're trying to tie off on the left side of the lock, but for whatever reason, just like the way the water's moving, it was kind of windy. So there's like wind from below in the harbor, like being funneled into the lock chamber. So their boat's kind of listing towards the right side. So instead of like, just like letting go of the rope that this guy it's one woman and two guys one guy is holding onto the rope the other guy has a pole on one of the cables because the cables are like stationary they don't move he has like so one guy's holding onto the cable the other guy's holding onto a rope and their boat is listing over to the right side of the lock so instead of letting go and just like tying off on the right side for whatever because of the wind or the current i don't know exactly what it was but this guy he's like got the rope now at a 45 degree angle as the boat is like drifting away from the side of the wall and starting to turn perpendicular into the lock and they have their sail down because there's like bridge like bridges that you need to be able to clear and with the sail down there's a radar on one end of it so it's like scraping up against the wall it like bends and almost breaks off as they like almost turn perpendicular in the lock this was absolutely bizarre because i have never seen someone have this hard of a time 
And again, I am 30 feet above them. There is nothing I can do. And the whole time, this man's, like, he later, like, he came up. He was like, oh, my wife. So his wife is the one steering the boat, who clearly does not seem to be comfortable with this at, like, at all. And he's, like, screaming at her the whole time. And again, I'm just watching this happen. So when I finally, like, am able to, like, close the chamber doors and, like, raise the water, they come up. They finally, like, they only get themselves situated after this guy, like, lets go, almost breaks the marine radar off of his boat, and, like, situates himself, like, their boat on the other side of the lock where they should have just gone in the first place. And also, the other boat is just sitting in the lock watching this happen as well. Like, there's just people sitting on the back of the boat just, like, as this is occurring. And this was, like, painful enough to watch. When I brought them, when they finally raised up, this was fucking bizarre. Like, the, this woman who was, like, on the boat with him looked half dead. Like, just rail thin, like, every... It was, like, a super hot day, but she was in, like, leggings and a long sleeve shirt and had, like, a hat that has, like, that, like, sun-protective, like, just fabric all around it. Like, wispy white hair, like, skin almost, like, purple. Mm-hmm. And, like, she looked like she was, like, 90, but the guy who referred to her as his wife was maybe, like, 55. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you, one, screaming at your wife when she's trying to steer a boat, which she's clearly not comfortable with, and two, she looks like she can barely stand. Why is she driving a sailboat? So it was just, it was bizarre. Like, I don't know. And I have never seen anything like that happen before. And it's not like I've been on the lock all that long. Like, this is only my second season, but still, like, a ton of boats come through over the summer and i have never seen anything like that happen absolutely bizarre like one time i saw a boat like get kind of blown almost perpendicular but they were coming into like the lock that was filled so there was a ton of wind blowing across the water and it was like a three-story yacht so it was very not aerodynamic and even then it wasn't as bad like it wasn't nearly as bad as this I don't know. I just felt I needed I needed people to hear this because this was so strange. And it was on such a quiet day too. But it's important to me that you know. But it's important to me that you know this. And also you as in all the people watching slash listening to this. Now you know this as well. And that's important to me. The other canal story that I have is from last summer. And the reason that I remembered this story in conjunction with the other one is because a lot of people don't realize that when they are down low in the chamber and, like, the water's bringing them up, the things they are saying to other people on the boat will, like, carry up through this, like, big empty concrete lock chamber. And we can hear them pretty much perfectly. So one time, I was, like, standing by the railing waiting for this boat to come up so I could talk to them and, like, get their information from them. Because you have to get, like, you know what's the name of the boat? Where are you coming from? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when the water's coming up slow, because we, like, only have, like, one really small boat in the chamber or whatever, and you don't want to create a ton of turbulence, whatever. People will, like, write stuff in the grime 
that's like on the sides of the lock chamber walls. It's gross. It's funny. <laughs> I heard these people talking and they were like, oh, we should write Mike's name. Like we should write Mike's phone number and be like, for good head, call. <laughs> and then when they came, and like, I'm sure they didn't realize, they didn't realize that I was up there. So they didn't know I could hear them. But when they came up and I start talking to them, I'm like, okay, uh, like, you know, can I get the length of the boat? Can I get the name of the boat? Registration number and uh, Mike's phone number and their faces <laughs> when they realized that I had been listening to that. Hysterical. One of the highlights of my lock career thus far. <laughs> Also, I've started greeting boats with ahoy there in an effort to be more nautical. And I was doing this last summer, too. One person ever has returned my ahoy, and it happened, like, three days ago. I love that. So, like, even all of last summer, when I was on the lock for, like, two and a half months, nothing. Thank you, one random dude. You made my day. I think my response would be, if someone said ahoy there, it would just be, ahoy, maybe... If anyone ever says that to me, that is, I'm like, I will lose my mind. That'll be amazing. Um, those are the end of my talking points slash canal stories. We do have one question, if we oh. would like to talk about that. Because we're coming up on the 43 minute mark. So I think if we spend 10 to 15 minutes on this, I think we'll be in good shape. I haven't looked at the docks. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, the question I have is mostly just inspired by the fact that the weather is nice now, so it's swimming season. Um, is it lame to go to the beach slash pool and just sit there the entire time? Oh, why would that be lame? Well, yeah. I want to swim. I want to go for swimmies. I don't want to just sit well, there and dangle my feet well in. Well, if you want to swim, then swim. But if somebody likes to, yeah. to lay there, I thought that's more what this was. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes... I'm not going to be mean to people. I personally think it's lame. It's lame for me. I'm not going to go to the beach or the pool and not swim. And not that I don't like to lay out in the sun, because if I'm spending the day at the beach, like, there will be a good chunk of time devoted to that. But I'm not going to spend, like, from morning until dinner time at the beach and not go in the water. Yeah, no, for me, I'm the same way. I can't be around water and not hop in. Yeah, no, but, I... My parents yeah. used to, like, say that I was, like, a fish or a mermaid when I was a kid, because I love swimming. Yeah. I feel like it depends on the mood of the day. Like, especially with the beach, sometimes it's nice to just go, plant an umbrella, have some drinks, and just chill out, listen to the waves, smell the salty air, read a book, and then that's just the day. It's the atmosphere, not just the presence of water that's nice. Sorry, I could have yes. just made a really mean joke. I was about to say, okay, Grandma. <laughs> What's grandma about that? Drinking on a beat? Actually, whenever someone... You're going to take wheatgrass? <laughs> <laughs> No, um... Oh, so you get that reference. Okay, never mind. Huh? Oh, no. One of the of one of one the ads for Athletic Greens, they're always like, it's not a shot of wheatgrass like your grandma would take. And they're like, a tough hit on grandma. Like, Okay. Um, <laughs> also, whenever I, talk, whenever I think of, like, whenever anything that pertains to, like, oh, like, drinks on the beach, I always think of that 
line from the episode of Big Mouth where the principal is addressing the class and she's like, I have 10 days until I retire to Clearwater, Florida with my sister and you kids have no idea how good it feels to be drunk in a lake. And it just makes me laugh. I don't know why. It's it's I've a lake before. It's nice. I can imagine. That does sound lovely. Um, but... No, and I, like, I love lying out on the beach. I will definitely, like, lie out, get some sun, do a beach read, but if I am there, I am swimming. It is going to happen. And again, maybe I'm just mean for thinking that it's lame, but it's lame for me, personally. Depends on what your goals are. Yeah. I mean, I like swimming. I used to swim on a swim team. That was, like, my thing growing up, but I just, you know, sometimes you want to swim and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to get all salty, and sometimes you don't. I that being Imagine said, I will not say, wanting to swim. This post brought to you by Mermaid Gang. There's something that hits different about coming inside and you're drenched in smelly chlorine, and the AC hits like yes. it's like your it's like your body takes a screenshot. Yes. <laughs> like. Or like, there's something so like you're simultaneously clean and gross when you're like. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's only the ocean. It doesn't count if it's the pool. Like, when you're, like, all, like, salty. But you're, like, back in your clothes at the end of the day after you've been at the beach all day and you have, like, beach hair and everything. You're, like, like yeah, you're, like, you were in, like, kind of gross water, but, like, you feel so cleansed because you've been, like, baking in the sun all day. Speaking of which, we never talked about what our acceptable water-to-body ratio would be. <laughs> I you're so right but I have a guest in mind for that question that I don't okay, know okay. if I'm ever going to be able to get is the problem sure, sure. so we can op- we can absolutely talk about it now and I can like actually pull up the question in its entirety or we can leave that in the air as a teaser for a potential episode with a pretty big guest if I can get them fingers crossed I'd say we yeah yeah it doesn't hurt to wait we'll put a pin in that (laughs) because it's a very fun question that i would love to talk about yeah save it for the time being yeah the the time being did we ever talk about that because that's like that's been a joke between the two of us for a very long time now i put the emphasis i didn't say for the time being i said for the time being yeah do you want to take this one or shall i every single time that's all i hear and then i giggle like everyone knows why I can't remember post. It was like a Tumblr text post or something. It was about how like Oh, it was no, it was a tweet. It was like and it was like supposed to be a dialogue and it was like, oh my boss. We'll put this aside for the time being. Me. Where's the time being? Where is he? <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing I'll have to link because we have been like saying that back and forth to each other with a special emphasis for like years now yeah well that was when you were still a student yeah i sent that to you when i was still like enrolled at geneseo yeah every time is that a doctor who thing no but it feels like it should be okay right i'm like i'm not way off it certainly has a vibe i'm sure someone has clipped that text and put it over an image from doctor who many a time Yeah. yeah But, you know, it's just, a, it's just a fun play on words. So, yes. Um, for now, the time being is in charge of that question. Thank you, friend. 
Yeah, so it's great. You know, I have this mental image of like what the time being is, and every time someone says, "All right, well, let's set that aside for the time being," I'm In like, "Oh, mind, time. it's it's Keep some it weird stuff. sort of like Slenderman, biblically accurate angel yeah. type thing. Yeah. It's very, it's very non-corporeal. Well, I mean, technically, it is corporeal because I'm thinking of it as a creature, but like a very, very far removed from human." from any form, yeah. kind of, like, recognizably human shape. For real. Sure. Uh, yeah. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I knew there was an E-A-L in there somewhere. Yes, but we'll save that question for the time being. Yes, we will. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I will concede that it does depend on what your goals are for your beach day, even though my goals, yeah. if there's water, 99% of the time involve going in that water. Although I think there's an important distinction to be made that I think it makes sense to go to the beach to just hang out on the beach. Like I used to do that every Sunday when I lived in Chicago, given that was like Michigan and not like an ocean. I feel like that makes a bit of a difference, but yeah. Um, but I think it is kind of weird to go to a swimming pool just to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah, you're going to like keep somebody company or something you don't want to swim. A swimming pool is like artificially designed to be and, and beaches yeah. are just there. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the beach thing is also because like, I don't live near a beach. Like, yeah. maybe if I, like, could walk to a beach, I would be more cool with just, like, sitting there. But, like, when I'm there, I'm like, I will not be able to enter an ocean for quite some time after this. So I'm going to take advantage. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like, what you're hanging out on with a pool versus a beach. Like, a pool is, like, concrete or whatever, but beach is, like, sand. It's sand is nice in and of itself, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you make some solid points. Yeah, yeah so maybe especially... my opinion would be, be different if I had an easily accessible beach for, like, the entire summer. Well, or when we went rent that uh, beach house for a week, eventually, you know? There might be a chunk of time where you just want to go and sit and drink, probably in the evenings. This is quite possible. Someday. Someday within the next two years, we will find out. I'm putting that time limit on it for us because I know that the three of us will just be like, ah, someday, forever, if we don't put a yeah. hard limit on it. Also, the coast people kind of interfered with things. Yeah. But yeah, um, I know us as people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, I think we did pretty good for first episode back together as a squad. Not that it was all that much of a hiatus, but we're back, y'all. And these episodes release after the stream, so it's not like I have anything even to announce about next week's, because you'll have already seen it, so not like it matters. Anyway, I'm great at this. <laughs> um but yeah hopefully guests coming up in the future i really am trying to reach out to people it's just the the cold emailing game is uh you gotta just do it by numbers just send out as many things as possible and hope for the best so hopefully things coming trying i promise um and um no breaks coming up in streaming that i can think of so yeah, just keep keep your eyes on our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel and our accounts on Spotify and all that fun stuff. Anyway, 
as always uh thank you friends for fighting with us we appreciate each and every single one of you and we will be back again next week adios this week's episode of the fighting with friends podcast was hosted by bridget kelly zach calderon and dr sarah brooks you can find other episodes of the podcast on youtube itunes spotify or your other favorite listening platform follow us on twitter at bridget kelly 98 at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.